Hey everybody, welcome to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm your host, Duke Lamastra. I'm really grateful that you're here. This week's episode is about supernatural sleep. Yes, you heard me right. Supernatural sleep. We're going to get into that in just a second. Just before we jump into it, do just want to say one more time, thank you so much for checking out the podcast this week. If this is the first time that you're here, thank you so much for taking the time to check this out. If you're on my website, simplepowerpodcast.com, that's awesome. But this is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. It's all over the place. You can check this out wherever it's the most convenient for you. And uh, just make sure that you subscribe, and, and that way you'll get automatic downloads and all that kind of stuff. I'd really appreciate it. And if you get anything out of this week's episode, make sure that you share this with that one person that comes to your mind that you think would be able to benefit from this as well. One thing that I have not mentioned in a very long time that I'll just uh, give a quick plug for my book. It's called Simple Power. It's about learning to draw from the supernatural resources of heaven. Yes, before there was a podcast, there was a book. And that book is just sort of a very simple introductory guide to living a lifestyle of miracles and experiencing the supernatural power of God working in your life. Whether you've been saved for five minutes or 50 years, the power of God, the presence of God is available to you. It's not hoops you have to jump through. It's not at measuring up to a certain thing. It's not about comparing yourself to other people. It's about the reality that because of what Jesus did for you, that through his finished works on the cross, we have access into a lifestyle of walking with Jesus. And walking with Jesus, life with Jesus, is supernatural. You may not know this, but you are a supernatural being. You are a spirit being created in the very image of God, and he's got so much more available for you. So yeah, well, let's get into this week's discussion. We're going to talk about supernatural sleep. What the heck is supernatural sleep, and what is this all about? Look, I love sleep. I really do. I love it. When I was a kid, I didn't love it so much. I thought I was always missing out on something. If I, when I, whenever I had to go to bed, I, I fought it. I tried to stay up late. My kids do the same thing today. But now as an adult, I love sleep. And I'm like, guys, you don't even understand. You get to sleep like all these hours. You can sleep like 10 hours or 12 hours a night if you want. It's awesome. But as a kid, you don't understand that stuff. But now as adults, we recognize how good sleep is and how valuable it is in a very practical way. It's it's practical because when we don't get enough sleep, we typically don't feel as good. When we don't get enough sleep, you know, we can be grumpy and stuff like that. But I want to go beyond just the practical implications of sleep because sleep is, in my opinion, very, very underrated, not just because it's great to sleep and because we enjoy it and because we probably don't get enough of it. So we want more. We like to take naps and stuff like that. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about the spiritual implications to getting a good night's sleep, a restful night sleep. Everything in the kingdom of God flows from a place of rest. We get to enter into the rest of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You can read about that in the book of Hebrews, but we get to enter into the rest of God. God, in the very beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. He, he took six days to create all of creation from the sun and the moon and the stars and the birds and the plants and the people and, <laughs> and everything that God did. He took six days. But on the seventh day, it says that he ceased from his labor. He ceased from his work. On the seventh day, God rested. And the book of Hebrews talks about how you and I get to enter into the rest of our Lord. That uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 10 
says that even as he has ceased from his works, from his labors, that you and I get to cease from ours. Why? Because Jesus hung on that cross and declared it is finished and he finished everything that he set out to accomplish, meaning that this life, this journey that we are on with Jesus, it's not about what you can do. It's not about your works. It's not about you working hard to get salvation or working hard to obtain something. It's about resting in the finished works of what Jesus already did for us. And so for every circumstance of life, for every aspect of life, every spiritual principle, all of it, from experiencing his mercy, experiencing his grace, his peace, his joy, his strength in our bodies, supernatural power, whatever it is, it all comes from a place of rest. What do I mean by rest? Rest is that security, that confidence in God, where we're not putting the emphasis on ourselves, where we're not walking through life like like walking on eggshells, trying not to make mistakes and, and living with condemnation and guilt and shame and living in fear and all this kind of stuff, but where we actually get to live in a continual state of peace where our hearts and our minds, our thoughts, our affections, they're fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher, the author and the perfecter of our faith, meaning that he's the one who started this whole thing and he's the one who will be faithful to see it through to completion in your life. And you get to rest and be absolutely at peace in that fact. So look, when it comes to sleep, sleep is when you and I actually physically rest. We, we physically put our bodies to rest. But in Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verse 2, the Shulamite woman, who, if you're unfamiliar, the, the Shulamite woman is, is a picture. She's a representation of the bride of Christ. In other words, the church. She says, I sleep, in, in, in uh, Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verse 2, she, she says, I sleep, but my heart is awake. And I want to tell you something that even when you go to bed at night, your spirit man does not sleep. And the spirit of God who lives inside of you, he is not sleeping while you're sleeping. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't need to sleep. So he's living inside of you. And so there's this part of you that even as you are asleep and you're resting your mind and you're, and you're resting you know, your physical body and you're recharging and all of that kind of stuff, there's actually more going on than meets the eye. Let me share a quick principle with you from scripture. If you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, it gives you the accounting of how the Lord created the heavens and the earth. The first six days of creation are all in Genesis chapter 1, and then just day 7 where it says that God rested on the seventh day, you'll see that in chapter 2. All of Genesis chapter 1, it talks about the creation, how God created the heavens and the earth and, and how he created the animals and the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and how he created man in his image. That was on the sixth day. That was the man was the last thing that God made. But, but it goes through the, the whole creation process. But at the end of every single day, days one through six, at the end of every single day, it, you, the Bible uses this phrase, and then evening and morning were the first day. And evening and morning were the second day. And evening and morning were the third day. And the fourth day and the fifth day and the sixth day. It doesn't say morning and evening or daytime and nighttime. It says evening and morning were the first day. Evening and morning, not the other way around. We think we're under the impression, and it makes sense, that our day starts when we wake up in the morning. What if, though, our day didn't start when we woke up in the morning? What if our day started in the evening time? 
that when we got ready to go to bed, that we actually looked at our time of sleep and rest as the beginning of a new and glorious and victorious day. That we wouldn't look at our sleep as something that's just a time filler or a waste of time or something that we just have to do. Like we're, we're completely shut down, that our body is shut off and it's just a place to recharge and we have no, there's nothing proactive, there's nothing going on during that process of time. I used to wonder about this. I used to wonder, God, like, why did you create us this way? Why did you create us where we need sleep? Why? Because that's like, like at least a quarter of the day, like a quarter of our lives, just like wasted sleeping, just resting, just where we're not getting anything done. We're not being productive. I know we've all wondered and we've all wished at one point or another, man, I just wish I had a couple more hours. I wish I had more time in the day to get all this stuff done that I need to get done. But that's not the heart of God for us. The heart of God is that we would be at a place of rest. So I often wondered, God, why? Why do we need to sleep? Why do we need to have all this wasted time, quote unquote, where we're sleeping, where we're not productive, where we're not getting stuff done? But in recent years, I've actually come to discover how productive a good, victorious night of sleep and rest can be. Now, the nighttime is often a difficult time for a lot of people. The nighttime can be a scary time for a lot of people. The nighttime can be a time where, you know, a lot of people toss and turn as they sleep. A lot of people don't get good rest. They don't get good sleep. The Bible says, the psalmist wrote, that he gives sweet sleep to his beloved. God has sweet sleep for you. And if you have been battling with sleep in the night, I'm just, I have such a conviction inside of me. There's a few things, I believe there's lots of things, but there's a few things that I just have zero tolerance for. When I see a child of God, when I see one of God's sons and daughters that is just not getting good sleep, that's just one of those things that just really presses my buttons. And I'm like, no, this cannot be. The Bible says that he gives sweet sleep to his beloved. And so if that's you, I just declare in Jesus' name, freedom over you right now. I declare good sleep. I declare sweet sleep, restful sleep for you, for everyone under the sound of my voice listening to this podcast right now. I just declare God breakthrough in this area in Jesus' name. I just believe that for you. I believe that it's your right. I just believe that you're going to have more productive sleep, that you're going to have healthier sleep, that you're going to have a more restful night and actually experience the breakthrough of God in your life, even in the realm of sleep. So look, sleep is not this thing where everything is just shut down and nothing is happening. Even as we sleep, the Bible declares our hearts are awake. And so what if, I'm just asking, what if we didn't look at our day beginning when the sun came up and we got out of bed. But what if we looked at it as starting before we went to bed at night and that we actually became more consciously aware of how we were going to bed at night, how we were closing out the previous day and actually laying down in a place of rest and peace. Because if you have a victorious night of sleep and rest, you actually set the stage for yourself to have a victorious and prosperous day where you can actually get more done, where you can be more productive and, and, and get more accomplished in your life in even a shorter amount of time. Why? Because the Spirit of God is working on the inside of you, doing things within you, even as you sleep, preparing you for what's to come. I didn't really realize how serious God takes the issue of sleep until I started to, to look at all of the so many different examples throughout the scriptures of, 
of people that God gave dreams to and things that happened. Like, are you aware of the fact, I didn't know this for a long time, that in 1 Kings, when Solomon, excuse me, when God asked Solomon, King Solomon, at the beginning of his reign, God asked him, ask me for anything, ask me for any one thing. What would you like for me to do, do for you? And Solomon didn't ask for wealth. He didn't ask for great riches. He didn't ask to be the most powerful king in the world. He didn't ask for long life. He asked for wisdom to govern God's people. That was something that King David, that his father had instilled in him, the need for wisdom, the longing for wisdom. And so Solomon's like, God, I want wisdom to govern your people. And God responded to him and he's like, well, because you didn't ask for anything selfish, you didn't ask for the riches, you didn't ask for the long life, you didn't ask for those things. You asked for this because you want to be a good king and you want to govern my people well. I'm, I've granted you your request, and because of that, I'm also going to give you all this other stuff on top of it. And as you know, Solomon uh, led Israel during Israel's most prosperous time in all of history. It's said that Solomon's the wealthiest man that ever lived. They, they, they estimate his wealth to be in the trillions of dollars. I've heard estimates of three to four trillions of dollars. I don't know how, how they do those estimates based on currency back then and currency today, but that was, but that's what that's what they say. The the most prosperous, the wealthiest man in all of history. But he asked God for wisdom. But here's the crazy thing to me about that story that I didn't realize for a long time. It happened in a dream. It wasn't God showing up to Solomon while he was awake, you know, in with an angel or something like that, where he was like, Solomon, what do you want? Solomon was asleep. He was asleep when it happened. Solomon was resting. It was nighttime, and he was asleep in his bed and he had a dream but when he awoke from that dream but he had an excuse me he had an encounter with God in that dream and when he awoke from that dream what took place in the dream counted for reality it counted for real life God honored his request that he made even as he was in that place of sleep and God did it for him so God takes dreams very very seriously when we go to sleep the right way I believe that we position ourselves for encounter. And I'm not saying that God can't just show up and give you a dream out of nowhere. But there's something that happens when you go to sleep the right way. And I'm not talking about spending like hours in worship before you go to sleep. But what if you went to bed with your heart just positioned in a posture of worship before the Lord? Positioning yourself in a place of, all right, God, I'm here. And I just turn my heart, turn my affection toward you. I'm here for you, God. Even as I sleep, I'm here for you. If you want to speak to me something as I sleep, if you want to show me something, what, however that looks to you, it's, it's fine. But what if we did that? What if we would just position ourselves in that way as we get ready to go to bed at night? And, and I'm just going to say beginning our day in that way, beginning our day in God's presence, even as we go to sleep and just positioning ourselves to not just have this wasted time as we sleep through the night, but this time where we actually invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us even as we sleep. And I'm not saying you're going to have a prophetic dream every time you go to bed. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. I don't know. That's not the point. The point is that God is actually able to do things on the inside of us even as we sleep. There's a, um, in Psalm chapter three, I just, I love what David does here. So in Psalm chapter 3, David is, is in this place where he's fleeing from Absalom, his, who's his son, but he's out to get him. He's out to kill him. People were often out to kill David. And 
Here's, listen to what he says. He says, starting in verse 1, Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. So David's going through some stuff. He's having some trouble. He's under attack. Verse 3, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. Verse 4, I cried to the Lord to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy, holy hill. Now look at verse 5. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I love this, that David, in a time of trouble, in a time of turmoil, he laid down and he rested. He laid down and he slept. Why? Because he knew that his God was big enough. He knew that his God was faithful enough. And I just think that this is a really good example of what we do when we position our heart before the Lord, even when there's turmoil going around, even when there's fearful stuff happening, even when there's stuff that we can't explain or there's confusion, when we're in the midst of circumstances that are terrifying or perplexing. So many times I think we take those things into the nighttime with us and it results in an unrestful night of sleep, which results in an unrestful uh, experience during the day as we walk through the day. You know, when we don't get a good night's sleep, it, it very often affects the way that the rest of the day goes. And so I love David's approach. He's in absolute turmoil and he's in a position where he could literally lose his life if they find him. And he positions his heart to the Lord. You, O Lord, are a shield for me. You're the one who lifts up my head. And he, he just positions himself in worship and praise, recognizing who God is. And then he goes to bed and he sleeps and he's able to rest in the presence of the Lord, knowing that God is with him, that he's got his back, that he's his, that he belongs to God. And he, and he says, I awoke for you sustained me. And I think that if we would just take a moment and direct our hearts toward the Father, even as we're just laying down in that place of going to bed and just recognize, okay, God, even though this is going on in my life, I've got this issue, I've got these circumstances, I don't know what I'm going to do about this, but I just choose to rest in you, Lord. And put yourself in that position because I'm telling you, God wants to speak to you as you sleep. He wants to work on the inside of you as you sleep. At the very least, he wants you to be rested. He wants you to be in a restful position as you sleep. He gives sweet sleep to his beloved. That is the reality of what God has for you. He wants you to experience his rest, not just while you're awake, but even while you are sleeping. I remind you again that the Bible's way, that the way the Bible describes it, and the evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning were the second day. And God created man on the sixth day, and then God rested on the seventh day, and God invites man, he invites his sons and his daughters to join him in his day of rest. He invites us all to join him in resting, walking through life restfully, <laughs> living life, working or doing ministry or whatever it is, raising your family, doing the things that you love, doing the things that you don't like so much but that you got to do anyway whatever it is, but walking through life with this, in this position of rest. We rest in the Lord. How is it that he calls us to rest in him and then we don't experience that in the most restful part of our lives, which is sleep? Rest, or excuse me, for so many people, sleep is not restful and it's not right and you don't have to live like that. So when I talk about supernatural sleep, 
What I'm talking about is going to sleep in a way where you actually position yourself to have victory, to have breakthrough, to experience the presence of God, where you actually invite the Lord to work in you, to minister to you, even as you're asleep. Because again, even though you're sleeping, your mind is, I don't know, turned off or resting. I don't know what your mind does while you're sleeping, but your body is certainly shut off as you're sleeping. But that's your heart is still awake. The part of you that communes with God is still awake. And so that there's things that he's, he's doing on the inside of you, speaking things to you. Maybe he's depositing things into you, even in the time when you're sleeping, that maybe you missed during the day. Maybe he wanted to tell you something during the day, but you were so busy, you were so occupied on something else. But at night, you position yourself in that place of rest where you're like, here I am, Lord, I belong to you. Whatever you want to do, just minister to me even as I sleep. And so he just begins to put things inside of you, deposit things within you, even as you're sleeping, that maybe you're aware of it and maybe you're not aware of it. But when it needs to come out of you, it's there because he put it inside of you. I don't know exactly how all this stuff works, but I know that it's a reality that's available to every single one of God's kids. We get to live our lives in a restful state. And I just believe, how cool is this, that our every single day of our lives begins in rest. It doesn't begin in fighting and striving. And then at the end of the day, after we've used up all of our strength and all of our energy and all of our effort, that now we end our day going to sleep and shutting ourselves down. But then we wake up and it starts all over again. No, the evening and the morning were the first day and the second day and so on and so forth. So we begin our day resting. We begin our day in a place of of rest, in a place of recovery, in a place of of restoration. We begin our day in this place where we're like, Holy Spirit, I just invite you. Have your way in me even as I sleep. Prepare me for the day tomorrow. Prepare me for what's going to happen. Prepare me for what you're going to bring in front of me. And we position ourselves that way, but we start the day with rest. So then everything we do for that 24-hour period, it be it starts in rest, and then we get to live our lives from this mindset and from this perspective of, okay, I just rested in the Lord for the past six hours, or hopefully it's more like eight hours or something like that. I don't know how much sleep you get, but we I just rested for this period of time, and so now I'm ready to go out and do whatever that I need to do in my life. I'm ready to go out and make decisions. I'm ready to go out and do what you've called me to do. Do you see the difference that a good night's sleep, that resting in the Lord through the night, that it prepares you to have victory during the day? You're not going out. Just switch your mindset. Just make that shift right now. You can do it right now. Don't 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 make it like you're going through your day and you're doing all this stuff and you're busy and you're trying to get all this stuff done and then you shut yourself down and you go to sleep at night. No, you're sleeping at night because you're getting prepared, because God is working even on the inside of you in ways that you do not see. The Lord is doing something on the inside of you where he's preparing you for increase. He's preparing you for more. He's preparing you for breakthrough. My suggestion to you would be just as you get ready to go to bed at night, whether it's as you're getting in bed or when you're already in bed, or even if it's like an hour or so before you go to bed, whatever it is, but spend a little bit of time, even if it's five minutes, even if it's a minute I don't know, but just spend some amount of time just sort of positioning your heart to the Lord. And there's a question that I love to ask God before I go to bed at night, and it's, God, what's up for tomorrow? And just in that place of rest and confidence in God, God, what's up for tomorrow? And just see those first thoughts that come across your mind, those first thoughts that God brings into your mind. Maybe he gives you a sense about something that he wants you to do, or maybe he'll speak to you about it as you're sleeping because you've positioned your heart before him in that way. 
but go to bed in that restful state, having turned your heart to the Lord, especially if you've been stressed out and whatever else, don't take that stuff into the bed because then that just allows for an unrestful night and it's not a good way to get started on having a victorious day. Remember, we live our lives from a place of victory. He says that he gives sweet sleep to his beloved. I know that I prayed earlier, but I just really just feel led to to pray again. So just before I let you go, I just want to pray. God, I declare that anybody just dealing with that issue, Father, right now of sleep, of having trouble sleeping, of not getting good sleep, not getting quality sleep. And I just declare by the authority of the name of Jesus, by the power of Jesus that you give, I just remind you, Lord, that your word says you give good sleep, you give sweet sleep to your beloved. God, I thank you that we have this right and this privilege as your sons and your daughters to enter into your rest. So, Father, anything that's hindering your people from experiencing true rest, from experiencing even in the physical sense of sleeping at night and getting good quality sleep, Father, I just cancel that assignment against them now, and I just release right now the authority of Jesus, and I just declare, God, good sleep, good dreams, God, that the nighttime will no longer be tumultuous, that it won't be terrifying, that it won't be difficult, that it won't be tossing and turning and struggling to get to sleep, God, but that it will be easy and restful and peaceful. And I just thank you for it, Father. And for everybody listening, Lord, I just declare in Jesus' name, more understanding of how good you are, how gracious you are, how faithful you are, God, because that's what really draws us deeper and deeper into the reality of your rest, that we get to experience your rest and your peace every single day, God. So increase our confidence in you. And I just thank you for it, God. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate you. As always, new episodes are always available every single Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Central. But, of course, you can check this out anytime on simplepowerpodcast.com or any of those other platforms that I mentioned at the beginning and many other platforms that I didn't even mention because there's just too many to mention. So you guys have an awesome day. Have a restful night tonight and just continue to live and experience the rest of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks.